Good day, everyone, and welcome to the Glow Up Girl podcast. I am Kyra Mitchell-Lewis, and pardon me, I seem to have a tickle in my throat. (laughs) So I hope everyone is doing well and staying safe, whether you guys have ventured out into the world or are simply just staying home inside. Hope you're taking care of your mental and physical wellness and just enjoying life as much as you can right now. Today, we're talking a topic that I am super excited to speak on today, self-discovery. I know a lot of you have been in a discovery phase probably over the last three months, whether you plan to be or the opportunity, like for a lot of people, just happened to fall in your lap. And many of us had already embarked on our own self-discovery missions. So that being said, no matter what journey you're on, remember, it's all about discovering self-revelations and utilizing tips and, you know, advice and therapists in a lot of cases to help you discover revelations that can simply help you become a better and more balanced version of yourself. And today I'm super excited to share this week's Glow Getter of the Week's story, Alyssa Roper. I met Alyssa at a previous job and honestly just always really admired her zest for learning and growth. And last year she embarked on her own journey of self-discovery that has led her to becoming her most authentic version of herself, which has also led to her living her best life. And I know that because I follow Alyssa on Instagram and I'm certain that she's living her best life right now. But um, all jokes aside, you know, I definitely am so pleased that she said yes to joining the podcast today and telling her story. So guys, stay tuned. I promise you it is all going to be worth it. And it is a very inspiring journey indeed. Are you ready to start a podcast, but don't know where to start? Well, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me tell you why. It's free. There's an easy creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be easily heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, Alyssa. Hi, Kyra. How are you? I'm doing good. So thank you so much for joining the Glow Up Girl podcast. How's it going? How's your day today? Oh, I've had a beautiful day. I'm doing really well. How was yours? I cannot complain. You know how you come off the long weekend and you're sort of dreading it. But, you know, I've been doing this thing every day where I pick some kind of action word where I'm like, today I'm going to choose joy. And so all day I sort of talk to myself and remind myself and talk to God all day about the promise my promise I made the night before to choose and lead with joy today. So it was pretty good. I love that. <laughs> I might well actually do something similar myself, but it's usually the same 
I choose the same thing every day, which is um, today is a good day. Okay. No, I like that. I mean, you yeah. The will that into existence. Absolutely. Call those things that are not as though they were. Amen. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just want to thank you again for taking the time out to join us and share your story. I know I am inspired just by our conversation, and I know that it will be so helpful to my audience as well. Oh, good, good. I'm happy to be here, and I am honored that you asked me. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get into it because we have a lot to cover. Okay. So, Let's talk about the start of your journey. So what led you to begin this journey to becoming your most authentic self? Wow. Okay. So in so many words, because um, I can really talk about this until, what do they used to say? The cows come home. But I will um, be on, you know, I'll honor our time. Um, it started for me a year ago a little over a year ago in March of 2019, I, um, I, I had what one would call a spiritual awakening. And, um, you know, some people say that that can happen to people when they've experienced some kind of trauma. And I almost bought into that, but I hadn't experienced any trauma. So I was still trying to understand what was going on within within me um but it all started really kind of this weird way i was sleeping it at my home um at the time which was in decatur georgia and my daughter was with her father for the weekend and i have a small dog um his name is jj he's a maltese and if you if you know anything about small dogs they bark at every any and everything and um, so it was really, really early in the morning. The sun hadn't come up yet. And I thought I heard my doorbell ring, but I, it was very like an urgent ring, like somebody was ringing it over and over and over again. And I sat up in the bed and I was like, oh my God, what is that? You know, who's at my door? I was startled. And, um, and then I realized that the dog wasn't barking. And that was obviously unlike him. And so I thought, well, I must have been dreaming. And um, I went back to sleep. And I woke up um, the next morning, you know, in the morning, I guess a few hours later. And it stuck with me. I was like, I'm so positive I heard someone at the door. And I was like, I wonder if maybe they just left a package. Maybe the dog didn't hear it. You know, what? I don't know what that was. And then I realized on my way to the front door that uh, to check things out that my doorbell was broken. So I couldn't have heard my doorbell ring because it doesn't work. Wow. Yeah. So then I, of course, I kind of brushed it off, but then I, I was still really curious. Some Something within me was like, what was that? I don't, you know, um, you know, you know yourself, right? And so you know whether whether or not you're crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm right. like, I'm not crazy. So I think I know what I heard. And so I Googled <laughs> it. And sure enough, um, when I Googled, you know, hearing your doorbell or some people, you know, have like a the phone ringing or a knock on the door. And it said something I came across said something about spiritual awakening. And that piqued my interest. And so I started kind of delving into what does that look like? 
Um, what does that feel like? And it kind of just started there. And honestly, I, I mean, it sounds hokey, but that is how it started. <laughs> wow. That yeah. is very interesting. <laughs> that's, that's really interesting because I think, you know, a lot of times when you're sleeping or, you know, I've, you know, you say that, but I've had a similar, you know, dream where you think you hear someone calling your name or, yes. you know, and I'm, and I'm always like, if I wake up because I think I heard someone call my name, but yet I was the only person up mm. at that time. I am like, okay, let me just sit down and start praying. What yes. am I supposed to, what are we supposed to be talking about, God, that I'm just, you know, <laughs> like I'm brushing off. So yeah. I definitely understand that completely. Yeah, well, my, <laughs> my dad always told me, um, if you hear, you know, your name being called, that's God trying to get your attention. So I, mm-hmm. I had heard that before. And so I very much believe that. Um, yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't far fetched for me to look up what does it mean if you hear a doorbell. Okay, so let's just go ahead and pick up <laughs> the joys of um, modern technology. Yes. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and we'll pick up, you know, where we left off with you and God coming together. Yes figure out this plan of how you move forward on this journey of self-discovery. Absolutely. Well, I have to say that I had no idea what a spiritual awakening was. I had never, I don't think in my recollection had ever heard of anything like that. So I think just Googling it and um, reading just a little bit that I did intrigued me and it, uh, it really awoke something within me. And so I started delving deep into what a spiritual awakening is. And um, the more I read, um, the more I felt uh, I, I completely resonated with what I was reading. Um, but I was also, I guess, a little apprehensive because I didn't know what this was asking of me. Mm. Um, and when I say that, I say that because I, at the time I was a Christian and that's the, what I associated myself as I had been for over 30 some at that point. Um, and I knew nothing different than God, Jesus and the Holy spirit and church. And so I was like, what's a spiritual awakening? Uh, who are you asking me to pray to? <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> right. what, what is this about? Like, and, you know, I just wanted to gain an understanding. Um, but in gaining my understanding, I did, I would be remiss in saying that I didn't feel like I was cheating on God a little bit because I didn't know anything other than the Bible. And I was, you know, at that point in my life was convinced that that was the only way mm-hmm. to salvation and to heaven. And so, um, I, I felt like, what you know, am I tapping into or playing with something demonic or, um, you know, something that's uh, witchcraft or, or whatever? I mean, I just didn't know, honestly. And um, it wasn't until I came across the readings and lectures and books of Neville Goddard that I was able to see the coalition between relationship with God and how that could very much still be my very everyday existence 
but from a different standpoint of understanding that we as um, as people, um, not just people, but nature, uh, trees, grass, the sky, the sun, um, every nationality known to man, every animal, every, we are all intricately connected. Um, God created us all. And so there is so much more bigger picture here at play than just my way or the highway, which is how I grew up. Okay. Okay. So speaking of that, so obviously if you were, you know, you were on the brink of something, you know, somewhat different for you, a a new experience. So how how did you, how did you deal with that uh, as you started to maybe talk to your parents and your Mm -hmm. family? Um, Did you get any resistance to, because I know personally, whenever you're going through growth, you know, a lot of people can't deal with that. And it feels like, oh, you're becoming this different person when really you're trying to evolve. So what type of resistance did you meet or, you know, and, and how did you push through that to continue your your experience? Yeah, I was very selective with who I shared what I was going through with. Um because I didn't, I was at a stage where I didn't want anyone's influence. Like I didn't want anyone to tell me this is wrong or this is right or do it this way. Um, I didn't want any of that. So I kept it under wraps for a little bit until I felt comfortable sharing. Um, And the first um, real time of me sharing my, what, what was going on with me was with my parents. Um, and I think that I needed to share it with my parents first because I, you know, my dad was, is, was a pastor. And mm-hmm. I, so I grew up, you know, in the church and I was just like, okay, if I can share this with my dad with conviction and with honesty and integrity of, you know, of who I am and what I'm feeling and respecting myself. And then also respecting that he may just not agree with anything that I'm saying. Um, right. If I can share it with him, that would give me kind of a, 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 a gauge on whether or not I could share this with other people. And right. when I shared it with my dad, I was completely shocked at his acceptance of what it was I was going through and what it was I was experiencing of course, hearing myself explaining it to my parents, I didn't think I was doing it justice. But at that time, it was still very early and I was still learning. I just needed, I was felt like I was a balloon getting ready to burst, though. I wanted to just share this profound information that I stumbled upon or really didn't stumble upon. It fell on me. And um, I mean, I was just excited, really, to to be able to to share with him. And I was even more excited when he was like, this is phenomenal. Please tell me more. Oh, that, yeah, that's yeah. support. Yes. <laughs> that's definitely the support that you need yeah. to, to begin something. You know, and like you said, it's not, you were not saying no to God. You were just experiencing something new and trying to figure it all out. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important for people to understand that it wasn't a this or that. Um, it was a very much a 
uh, then some. It was like taking, so I grew up with a very authoritative view of God. I, I mean, I, I respected God as the eye in the sky and the gonna get you if you sin type um, <laughs> God, you know, the t- nine, right? And was right. Faith, I, I felt like I was failing. I, at this point, I was divorced. Um, I was dating again. And to be perfectly honest, at, for the first time in my life, was I faced with premarital sex? Like, was I gonna have sex outside of marriage? I mean, it was just like a whole, it was like a, a tsunami of decisions as a, right. as a 47-year-old woman that I didn't think I was ever going to be faced with. So I had to um, come to terms with uh, God on where my life was at that time. Um, you know, I grew up kind of following, really pretty much following the rules, pretty straight lace. And I let my siblings be the Hellraisers, you know. <laughs> and I just kind of silently sat back and watched and sneakingly did little things here and there, but, you know, afraid of God. And, and so, didn't really live my true authentic self. Um, so this was, so through the spiritual awakening, this was very much a me having a vastly different understanding of who God is in my life and, um, and, and dispelling all the, the, the thoughts that I could do something that would cast me into this damnation of hell. Um, and really seeing God on a terms on, in terms of love, what does love mean? Does love look like? And mm-hmm. um, even though I can describe it based off of what you know, I have in my life in times of love and describe it in terms of beauty, God's love is far beyond that and overreaches any and all you know um, sins. So yeah, it was coming to terms with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, that's definitely. <laughs> I do love that you said, you know, God being like, gotcha. <laughs> and, I, and I know, and I think, I think, you know, too, you know, from our previous conversation, you know, it's getting to a place to where you are, you know, seeing God as your friend and, you know, and, and, and no way of disrespect of what he means to all of us, but mm-hmm. just being able to go to him and, and speak to him, you know, and just be honest because yeah. so like you said, I mean, he, he, he already is aware of the things that you are thinking, yes. the things that you're, he knows what you're going to do. So, <laughs> you know, a lot of times I'm always like, you know, well, I'm just going to go ahead and say that because <laughs> I already thought that and. I'm going to repent for that later on. <laughs> right. Well, and I think that, you know, we are remiss in forgetting that God is our creator. And he and he didn't like accidentally make you the way you are. You are uniquely you because he made you that way. He, she made you that way. And so, you know, why then would you pretend that your creator doesn't already know what's within you? <laughs> no, that you know that is so funny. I tell people that all the time. I mean, I am always like, if I'm gonna say something, I'm like, you know what? But God made me funny. He gave me this personality, so He already knew the jokes that I were that I would tell. So come on, guys, lighten up. <laughs> yes. Let's just go ahead and say it. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely. I think it's you know it's it's achieving that that comfort level. 
in, you know, really all things and being transparent and just being honest, being able to just have real honest conversations with God. And, and like you said, not hiding, because when you are unable to uh, just sort of be who you really are, you are really hiding. And it's like you're saying, oh, you know, I'm this person, but behind the scenes, you can't see me. and I'm going to do this. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, so when you spoke to your parents mm-hmm. and you saw that you had you know, support from them, so did you then share with your kids? You know, I I did not share with my kids right away, and the reason behind that was because I am very much a proponent of wanting my children to experience things on their own. I didn't mm-hmm. want them to feel like. Um, this is something that you need to do or this happened to me and it's going to happen to you or um, or even I, I also didn't want to toy with the fact that they grew up also in church and you know hey everything that you learn is a lie you know I didn't want you know I didn't want them to right. feel that way either um, I just thought that you know organically it would come out because I was changing and as I changed and evolved into um, who I was created to be um, who I am on purpose um, they would see that and they would ask questions and I would you know freely answer them and mm-hmm. so that's kind of how it started with my children um, and it's been an amazing journey um, because they've seen uh, like just, you know they've seen their mom like change into a completely and and they think you know who you know my goodness but they didn't you know they don't what my children didn't realize at the time was that I was I was their mother yes and I love that role in their lives um that will nothing can ever come between that um but I was not my authentic self either during that time so Mm -hmm. um so yeah, I like to keep it 100 with my kids as much as possible, but I also want them to be very Christ conscious and have a, a a true yearning to follow God on their own terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I, I really appreciate that as, you know, you as a parent, because there are a lot of people who, and and like with us, I know I grew, grew up in a small, in South Georgia, in a small town. Mm-hmm. And so it was pretty much ingrained in you that, you know, like you said, you know, getting up, going to church on Sundays, you're going to Bible, Bible um, study, you're going to vacation Bible school, you were doing everything, you were participating in all of the church activities. And a lot of times it is, you get to this place of because I know when I got to like the got to college I was like you know what I am not getting up and going to church no 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 (laughs) (laughs) I've I've been going to church forever and I'm I'm not going to go I'm sleeping in so I definitely really have to applaud you for just allowing them to uh 
to find their own way yeah. and to establish their relationships and with God well, and and figure figure it out for themselves. Well, and I would be remiss in saying you have there's also a, a clear understanding with or without spiritual awakening. You know, I had been I you know became a Christian when I was I don't know nine or ten years old. Um, mm-hmm. My dad was a pastor of a Baptist church, and you know I walked down to that altar crying and. I don't really know why or what. I just felt some conviction and 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 went for it, and I was baptized in the whole nine. But um, mm-hmm. you know, at this point, while I'm going through a spiritual awakening, I'm seven, and I'm divorced, and there's a lot of things that didn't work out the way that I thought that they were gonna work <laughs> out, and um, you know, so I was, you know, I was having my own you know, come to Jesus moment in terms of what does this mean? 47 mid- middle-aged woman divorced and not really even, I mean, I'm not even in the same part of town that I used to live in to go to the same church and, you know, just all of that. So it was, you know, um, I had a lot mm-hmm. of questions, lots of questions that needed answering. <laughs> <laughs> so and so so how did you continue so what did you you know how did you approach how did you continue to study and learn to get you to you know where you are today wow well okay so you know i i go back to um the bible quite a bit because my understanding of the bible is vastly different now and um and it's who I am. It's ingrained in me. So that's not ever going to change. But what I do find is that when I read scripture now, um, it parallel, it, it means to me so much more than what it did when I was younger or in the church reading it. Um, I used to live my life in a sense of God, if you would, God, could you, God if you see fit, could you trust me? And mm-hmm. when I started reading more, and I, I attribute a lot of this to like people like Joseph Murphy and Neville Goddard and um, Richard Rohr, these are these are true mystics in that they have the foundational Christian beliefs, but they um, interpret the Bible or help you to see it in a different sense in terms of the God that is within you and the power that God has already placed within you to really create your world, your life, your existence. So Mm -hmm. um, understanding that um, God is infinite intelligence. He, he, she, who, whatever God is, because I I say that now lovingly, because I don't know, you know, God is not a a, a person like, um, and that for me was helpful because I needed to take the authoritarian view out of it. So, um, but uh, for lack of better terms, he is infinite intelligence, meaning sees all, knows all, created all. And there is a reason why we are souls, spirits, having a human experience. But Jesus teaches us time and time again that we were made in the image of God and that we are our father, our creator, and us are one. 
And so I stopped going to God in a begging, pleading sense and in, in turn went to God with, I have a true understanding of the power that is within me that I can manifest. I can speak those things that are not as though they were into my existence. Mm-hmm. You've given that. You've blessed me with that ability to do. But I'm not remiss in asking that your will be done in my life every single day. So I took what I was learning through these mystics and I applied it in the sense of giving myself the power that I was already inherently given, using that power to create my world um, and continue to create my world, but from a sense of not so much begging and asking God, could you please do this for me? But God, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm dreaming and imagining. This is what I would love to do with my life. If it's your will, let this happen. And let it sit there with that. And as I started Mm -hmm. down that path, as I started testing little things so now you're gonna laugh at this but it would i literally started with stuff like i would journal i kept a manifestation journal and i Mm -hmm. wrote down the small like like one time i wrote down i will hear an aretha franklin song on the radio today if i'm on the right path this is the kind of stuff that i would do just to be like okay i just need to know if i'm insane or if this is if I'm mm-hmm. on the right path, and then I would I would hear the Aretha Franklin song, and I would lose my mind because I was like, "There's there's no way," you know. And little right. things like that started happening in my life, and it started a blaze of fire within me where I was just like, "Okay, if I can manifest an Aretha Franklin song." manifest my absolute best life right <laughs> so no that's- yeah so that's kind of how it started which is how mm-hmm. I got to Los Angeles and everything else yes, yeah. yes well let's talk about that so you moved this year yeah right before coronavirus took over and put a pause on things but how did you get to the point of I'm going to move back to LA and then also you have to tell me about the cross-country trip because I watched you drive across the country with your one of your best girlfriends from Georgia to California and it felt like that was very freeing um, experience for you total grace of God um so I manifest, I mean, I meditate um, every day. I meditate actually twice a day. I meditate in the morning when I first wake up. And for the listeners, just so you know, meditation for me looks like just my quietness and giving God an opportunity to order my steps and speak to me. Um, and sometimes it's me, you know, reciting affirmations. Sometimes it's me praying. Sometimes it's me being completely silent. Sometimes it's me just crying because of the overwhelming love of God. So meditation is different for everybody. There's not a wrong or right way. But um, mm-hmm. I, I, I do practice meditation twice a day. And 
I, when I would meditate, when I was living in Georgia, I kept envisioning myself sitting on a beach with mountains. Um, and I would see the mountains, like, and I would wonder, it's so funny, but I would be in my meditation and I would literally step out of myself and be like, where are you? <laughs> what, what is this landscape? It looks familiar. But, and then I would be like, oh, you're supposed to be meditating. Get back into meditation. So I did that enough times to where I finally was, I was like, okay, I think I'm, I need to ask God, what am I seeing? Like when I close my eyes and I, and I go to this place of meditation, where am I? And so I was, uh, you know, I, my interest was piqued. And so I Googled um, where I thought I might've been. And sure enough, I, it was Malibu. And I was like, I've, I, you know, having grown up here, I've seen this beach before. Um, and so I was like, that's so interesting that I'm on a beach in Malibu meditating. So I was having a conversation with my mom one day and I said, I think I'm supposed to move to California. And I promise you, I did not know where that came from. Like there was no, nothing that led me to think, I don't even know what, just the words came out of my mouth. And my mom was like, really? That's interesting. And it was like, as soon as I said it, it again, just like the doorbell, it resonated in my mind. It was like, oh my gosh. Now, um, I hadn't lived in Los Angeles at this point um, in 20 some odd years. Um, I moved from Los Angeles. My family moved from Los Angeles when I was a sophomore in high school. So, um, I, you know, it had been a number of years. But I mm-hmm. always um, love, I mean, I always, it always held a place in my heart because it's who I am and it's where I'm from. And so I, um, you know, I would think about living here, but I never really put it into like actual, oh, you're going to live here again one day. Um, and right. so I said that to my mother and then it became real to me. And um, I was like, God, okay, here, this is like, this is how I pray. This is ex- really how I pray. I was like, God, so I'm seeing Los Angeles, I'm seeing California in my meditation. Is that, what is, what is that all about? Um, and if, you know, if, if there's something here, please help me to see more of it and get on the path that you're on so that, you know, if I'm supposed to be doing something else, I want to, I want to be doing it. Right. That's yeah. Literally how it started. I started, um, journaling about it. I didn't tell anyone other than my mother. Um, I journal mm-hmm. about it cause I journal everything. I call it scripting kind of write out a story line um mm-hmm. yeah oh, I love that. what it looks like and and then I go into my imagination and I imagine it and if I feel it if I can literally pick myself up and physically be wherever it is that I'm imagining then I know that God is behind it and I need to start the process of seeing how this is going to unfold so mm-hmm. I told my mother um, in, I don't know, maybe January of 2020. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> and um, I told her, I think I'll move there in a year. And um, then I, I was literally woken up out of my sleep 
at least two or three times a week from the time that I told my mom, um, you know, woken up out of my sleep two or three times a week with dreams about moving to LA. And I was like, God, am I supposed to do this sooner than I think I am? And, um, it just kept nudging me, poking me, poking me. And so, you know, as in true form, true Lisa form, Alyssa form, I was like, okay, I'm going to throw what I call cast my net out for a draw. And um, I said, okay, I'm going to put my resume out there. And if you want me to move sooner than I think I'm supposed to move, then I'll get some hits on my resume. And I submitted my resume. I threw it out there to just like literally cast my net out there to random companies that sounded good. Job description sounded good, you know. Uh, and mm-hmm. by the end of that, it was on a Tuesday morning. By the Tuesday afternoon, I had two phone interviews lined up. And by wow. February, I was giving my notice at my job. And February 28th, I left Atlanta moved to Los Angeles. Wow. <laughs> Talk about <laughs> that script and paid off. <laughs> sure did. You, you didn't, I'm sure you did not imagine that when you were starting to, you know, that process of writing your story, that it would happen that quickly. You said a year and look at it, look at God. It was less than two months almost it was was, you know um it was shocking to me but in the same it was also confirming because again if you go back to my hero Mm -hmm. Aretha franklin on the radio today um i was already preparing myself to to hear the the you know to hear the voice of god and what does that Mm -hmm. look like and am i uh, and and very much understanding that i am a co-creator of my existence and and mm-hmm. coming alongside God and saying, okay, um, this is what I'm thinking, but I want your will. And I think that that's the part right there. Like when you say, you know, you can co-create all day long, but um, if you're not asking right. God, what, what do you see, God? I mean, because you got a view of it all. What, what do you want? Exactly. Um, <laughs> if you're not leaving yourself open to that, then... You're doing a lot of co-creating, but you might be, you know, you might be going in circles. Um, Right. So I think the key to that was just asking God, where are you in this and what do you want? And then literally trusting, trusting. And like you said, I moved here on March 4th, March 3rd is when I got to Los Angeles. I started my new job seven days later and um, on the 9th of March is when I started my new job. And on the 10th of March, they locked the city down and told me I needed to work from home. Hmm. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was um, God's plan for you to be where you are and, and definitely to be there yeah. and settled prior to everything that's happened over the last two, yeah. two three months. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, with, so you know, obviously, with the pandemic and the shelter in place, so I know you guys are still pretty much locked down. Oh, Your city, oh, yeah, still um, <laughs> not opened. Um, so, 
obviously, how have you been adjusting and or how have you adjusted and how have you used the time, you know, when you're not working to continue um, to, you know, explore and, you know, and, and, and work on yourself and well, your dreams? The, the thing that was interesting is that because of the fact that I have been on this journey and learning so much, to tell me to sit down somewhere and read and meditate and not go outside <laughs> was like a gift. Um, right. So, you know, I had, I came here under, you know, kind of like this this thought that, oh, I'm going to get to LA. I'm going to start my new job. I'm going to meet new people. I'm going to go to happy hours. I'm going to get a boyfriend. I'm going to, you know, all these wonderful expectations. I'm going to go to the beach. I'm going to, you know, live my best life. And I get here, of course. And before mm-hmm. I can even get started, we're on lockdown. Now, I don't, I mean, I only have toilet paper at this point. I don't know where the grocery store is. I don't, you know, I don't, it's, it's just like, wait a minute. Wait, what? And so the first thing I needed to do was just center myself and figure out, like, what do you do now? Um, And then, of course, you know, like, you're out here by yourself. You do realize that, like, (laughs) you don't, you're all by yourself. Um, So I took a deep breath and I was like, okay, meditate, pray, uh, and take it as it comes. And so I, it started there. I just literally was like, okay, I'm going to read. I'm going to pray. I'm going to meditate mm-hmm. and repeat. <laughs> and, <laughs> and learn my new job where I am working with, you know, eight new people on a team where I've only ever seen them one time. And um, they gave me a laptop and sent me home. Uh, so I, right. you know, I had definitely um, my work cut out for me, but um, I, you know, I, I, I hate what the virus has done uh, in terms of the deaths and the um, the things that it's done for families and people, you know, losing their jobs and, you know, just whole, holistically mm-hmm. as far as the world is concerned. But I, I would be. Um, doing a disservice if I didn't say it really was not something that was vitally necessary for us to reset um, and mm-hmm. figure out who we are, what do we believe, what, you know, what, where are we in this journey of life? And if, if ever there was an opportunity to rewrite the story of what my life, what my life mm-hmm. looked like before, and how I want it to look now, um, this is the opportunity to do that. And yes, it's packaged in a, a very, what could be a very scary package, you know, to open. Um, but God has not changed. He, he is still with us. And this, so I saw it more so as an opportunity to awaken even further or ascend go even higher in what I was already learning and establishing as a foundation in my life to just delve in deeper in that. Right. Now, I definitely agree with you um, on that. I think that it is definitely, it's been a 
time to reflect and reconnect. And I think, like you said, where you talked about scripting, I feel like there's been this opportunity for a lot of scripting, so to speak, to be happening and just for people to actually just, you know, take the time because you don't even want to when this is over, you, you don't want to, you shouldn't be the same person that you were in March. You know, you should be different. You should be evolved. You should, you know, no one's saying that you have to go out and write a novel or, you know, or, or or write a, write a book or anything or things of that nature. But it's just the simple things of just taking a look on the inside and trying to make some positive changes and some, and evolve and, and just, you know, the time with your family. And, you know, I, I, there are a lot of people, you know, for a while, I mean, I was in the house for about 50 plus days before I even stepped mm-hmm. outside to go anywhere. And I didn't feel like I was missing anything. I was just so happy to be, to have the time with my husband and my puppy and just catching up on things that I enjoyed doing inside of my house that when life was going, like I just never mm-hmm. had the time to do. So I would- it's, I, I, I definitely think you can find the, yeah. the silver lining. You I don't know, want to make it. it seem like it was just like it's been a, a bed of roses. I mean, there have been during this period, you know, there have been really beautiful, well lit, sunshiny days of just feeling, you know, the the total love and grace of God. And then there have also been some really dark, dark days, you know, where I've had to be like, what is going on? Um, And what I have come to understand during this period is that it's more so of what's going on within me than what's going on Mm -hmm. in the world. Um, Because the world obviously is just a reflection of what's going on internally and so um when I say reset I mean um collectively the world has had to reset but individually and individually we have all needed to reset and that can come Mm -hmm. in if you're not ready for it it can come in like a tsunami and you have to decide whether I'm going to stand stiff as a board and let this thing break me or am I going to be pliable, you know, mutable, bendable and go with what I, you know, go within and do the work that I need to do to figure out how do I need to reset? What does my life look like? What taking this opportunity to say what is really just not serving me well that I need to let go of mm-hmm. and and allow to be let you know allow that to go so that I can take in things that are serving me well or at least be available to receiving those things that that are wanting to come into my life um you know but like I said that Mm -hmm. it doesn't come just with like you know oh happy day you know it's it's all it's doing some internal work that can be um tough to deal with you know because when you are Mm -hmm. faced with not being uh, deflect and be entertained by outside influences you're left with yourself and when you're mm-hmm. left with yourself you gotta see yep. shit oh, sorry. <laughs> you have to see stuff that you may not really want to look at um, or that you've put off looking mm-hmm. at or 
you know, ignored for however many years, you have to look at that stuff straight in the face and be like, okay, I guess we're not going anywhere, so I got to deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. I I feel like every time I would read a post where someone or something on social media where someone was like, I'm just going stir crazy and I got to get out of here. And I'm like, do you really dislike (laughs) being with yourself? You know, (laughs) that much about to go crazy. I mean, and this is. Yeah, probably like even like early on, and it's just like, oh my god, like these yeah. people are not gonna make it because they don't like they don't no, like who the they don't like themselves. Is, a lot so of people don't, um, and I would say that there were some things that came exactly. up in my my life where I was like, ooh, I don't, mm-mm. no, no. But, I mean, I was like, I, yeah. you know what? No, no, but I don't know. I don't want to carry this into the next whatever. So. Let me go on and do this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I always always have my sister. I always tell my sister, I'd rather like, you know, spend the time in the dark crying and rocking myself than to carry, you know, than to carry something (laughs) over into the next year and the year after that and the year after that. I just don't want that in my life. Not anymore. Exactly. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. So that's what I mean. I thank God for therapy and having a good therapist because it definitely helps to, you know, get rid of that and to definitely see yourself. And yeah, I've had those moments and this <laughs> over the last few months as well where I'm like, oh, okay, I do do that a lot. And I'm probably should stop that because that is not good. So, you know, I, I like what you said. I, I mean, it's really yeah. about being intentional um, during this time. And I, I think with, you know, your daily routine and what you've carved out and how you approach the day is definitely intentional and, and you are learning and continuing you know, to grow Kyra, from that. I think also that I'm learning to love me. And, you know, what that looked like for me before was so misconstrued, right? Like, so you hear all the time, oh, you got to love yourself. And, you know, okay, so Mm -hmm. I can get my nails done and get a pedicure. Oh, that's loving me. No. What that means. That means, you know, literally being able to be with yourself and sit with yourself. And whether you have... Mm -hmm. um, five likes on Instagram or no likes on Instagram, whether you put makeup on and, you know, or go get your hair done or you need to love yourself. And what that's so much more than just the exterior. Um, you need to love the inside mm-hmm. of yourself. And when you can love the inside of yourself, then you can ex- definitely expect things to change on your exterior. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely, definitely agree with that. And I think, too, um, one of the things that you said in our previous conversation that we both agree, (laughs) agree with, it's also being able to choose you and to prioritize and pick you sometimes. I think a lot of times women struggle with that because we feel like we have to service everybody else's needs. And I know I was guilty of that for many, 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 many years. And, you know, and I 
remember being in therapy and her saying, you know, well, you, you know, you got to work on self-love and I'm yeah. like, self-love, I love me. And, you know, but it was because I was always putting the needs of other people above mine. So I definitely think that that oh. is so key. When you absolutely start to talk I mean, about self-love. don't get it twisted. As women, we do. We don't think we have to. We do uh, put on many hats and serve in various roles. But the the thing is, is that as women, um, we tend to get lost. Our identity gets lost in those roles. And so, what happens is, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being wife and mother and co-worker and friend and daughter and daughter-in-law or you know whatever though you know those are all roles that we've played or are playing um but don't get lost in that like you need to still be able to be your true authentic self in those roles and somewhere Mm -hmm. along the line the message got messed up somewhere that made us think that in order to be those things, we had to lose who we were um, or who we are innately, who God created us to be. These are all things that are added mm-hmm. to who we are. It does not define, though, who you are because the children grow old, grow older and they move out and the relationships survive or they die. Um, you know, the... Um, mm-hmm. You know, people people come into your life. You you are on that job. You're not on that job. You're a superstar on the job. Now you're just you know another number. I mean, all of those things change. If you mm-hmm. find that you are um, grasping or using those things to define who you are. Once they're gone, you're lost because you don't know who you are separate and apart from those roles. And it's it's right. hard to tell the mother who's got newborns or toddlers or children in elementary school, especially those who now are having to deal with, you know, homeschooling their children on a, in addition to working and, you know, serving their family. Um, but they need to, and I, and this is the part where you have to again appreciate and learn that self love because there's something that you need to do that reminds you of who you are. And I don't know if that's like Lauren, who was on your podcast before, where you go and you work out, you spend some time working out, um, whether you drive and go get mm-hmm. a coffee in the morning um, by yourself before everybody else is up, um, whether you you know, read or go sit in your closet and nobody knows where you are, you know, I mean, there's, there's just ways <laughs> right. that you have to find that time to be like, okay, you know what? I need to connect with who I am. I need to connect within my self, that self that's always connected to God. Mm-hmm. I need to not lose who I am in this world of me be, of taking on the responsibilities of all these things. And that's, you know, the blessed thing about being a woman is that we, we have this multitasking thing down to earth you know um we we can do it with right. our eyes closed <laughs> yeah but that doesn't mean that that is all you're here to do mm-hmm. no I definitely agree with that that is great 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 advice Alyssa um so I will say this has been a 
great conversation with you. But I do have one last question that I'd like to ask. So now at this point of, you know, your journey, and I know you're still learning, you're still going to be growing and evolving. But now what does fully embracing your authentic self mean to um, you? My authentic self is uh, this girl who... um, just flows, you know, I, I envision myself literally just flowing, um, whether it's sometimes it's in a river <laughs> and I'm just floating with the water down the <laughs> rapids. Sometimes it's me sitting on a beach, cross-legged, connecting with um, the ocean and just listening to the waves crash in. Um, sometimes it's, you know, having a glass of wine and sitting on my balcony and just listening to, you know, what the city, um, it's, you know, it's not, there's not Mm -hmm. one hard and fast rule. It's just literally appreciating and learning for the first time in my entire life, how to be present and how to be on purpose to know that I am purposed and to just let myself be. And that's what it looks like. I think that looks pretty good from over here. <laughs> Probably to a lot of other women. So, wow, this was so, 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 so great. And I cannot thank you enough for sharing with us today and oh, well, sharing your you inspiring again, journey. I just, you know, I appreciate what you're doing. I love that platform for women to come to listen and to also participate in sharing their journey because. We learn from each other, you know, and we need to have that space where we can come to and and edify each other. So thank you for having me. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Take care. And we will be right back, everyone. Welcome back to the Glow Up Girl podcast, and thank you again for joining us. What an inspiring story Alyssa shared with us today. And speaking of inspiring, I know that there are many of you out there who have your own inspiring stories, or you know a woman who does. So feel free to drop us an email at hello at glowupgirl.com and tell us a story. We'd love to have you on the show. And be sure to visit our blog, glowupgirl.com slash blog to check out our five steps to help you get started on your self-discovery journey. And while you're on our site, while I have your attention, link on over to our social media pages on Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, and Facebook. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you again for taking your time to join me and share and give me an hour of your day just to hear some inspiring words from a woman who is on her way to living her most purposeful and balanced life. But before we go, I'd like to leave you with a little glowspiration. Trust the process. We always end up right where we're meant to be, right when we're meant to be there. So until next time, stay focused, fab, 
and glow up.